This is episode 121 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Have you ever watched your child struggle because they're comparing themselves to others? Have you seen that maybe they're taking a while to learn a skill and they beat themselves up about it? Or you see that they're just not achieving because of how they feel when they look at how other people are doing things. Well, if this has ever happened to your child, then you're listening to the right episode. Because Melanie, a parent that I've worked with with her kids, shot me out a question a while back. And I asked her to say it on a recording so you guys could hear her ask the question. And we're going to dive into this subject of how to encourage children when they're feeling this type of way. Now, if you're a new listener, I want to pause right here and say thank you for tuning into the Focused Mindset. This is exactly where you need to be to be able to get solution-focused parenting tips that can help you be empowered as you move forward in your parenting journey and in everything else you do in life as well. I hope that you'll share this episode with someone else that you know that might be struggling with the same thing. I give you permission to do so. And like I say in the beginning, don't forget to follow this program so you always have it in your library. So let's get started. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, I am so glad you guys are here today because I am kicking off my Ask Share Anything Summer. I have so many questions that come in and sometimes I forget that I know that you guys all have some of the same questions, but only some of you are bold enough to ask. So when I get a question, I am going to see if people will be bold enough to record it. It's really super easy to do actually. You just hop over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. You go under contact me. There's a button right there that says record your question, record something like that. It's at the very, very top. And when you record it, I can just drop that question right into an episode. If you guys give me permission, you can also go ahead and type it to me. That's great. Well, this is exactly what Melanie did. This is a mother who I've been working with her kids. I've been, I've been talking to her. She asked me an amazing question over text. And I said, this is it. I need, I need to answer this in the bigger arena. I need to answer this on my podcast. We're going to listen in on that. But I also first want to shout out Georgia. Are you listening in Georgia? I want to tell you that recently I logged on to my stats. I don't normally do that. I simply haven't had time. And I noticed that the listenership in Georgia has gone up. I see you guys. I see you out there. But here's my question. What 
is your challenge right now. What are you going through? As a parent, what are you finding that's been more of a struggle than it has in the past? Maybe going into the summer, you have some questions, some anxieties, some behavior things you're coming up on with your child. You have a question, and I would love to have the opportunity to give you a solution-focused answer. And I'm actually going to ask you wherever you are living right now, go ahead and hop over and get me a question. Whether you're in New York or Tennessee or over in Australia or the UK, you have a question. Let's see what I can we can do together. Let's let's work through it, okay? Remember, you go over to my website, you look for contact me, you just record it. It's super easy. Don't be scared, but one thing I'll tell you is that when you do. I am going to give you a copy of Conversations That Empower. It's my mini course that I created to help parents communicate with their kids in such a confident, strong way. Um, It's good for whether your child is two or whether your child is 20. So I'm going to shoot that out for free when you leave me a question, whether I use it on the show or not. So now it's time for us to listen in on our question. Hi, my name is Melanie Ulrich. I am from Norco, California, and I have three girls ages seven, five, and two. And my question is, how can I encourage my children when they know that they are struggling with something that their peers can do easily, such as tying their shoes or making friends, speaking Spanish, or going to the bathroom? Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to answer this question. And I know that our our relationship and our family dynamic has been significantly improved because of the work you're doing. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Melanie, for this question. And I appreciate you. I realize that kids are perceptive. They perceive things so quickly and things are running into their brain. And as quickly as the input gets into their brain, they process it. They decide what they think about it. And that all happens so fast that they haven't had a chance to talk to us about it. Sometimes they don't talk to us about it until we notice that they're feeling inferior. Um, Kids can get an inferiority complex. We hear about that. Oh, don't have an inferiority complex. Be bold. Be confident. And yes, we want to be bold and confident. But like I just mentioned, in our minds, as much as our kids' minds, Those negative thoughts can swirl quickly when we're getting caught up comparing ourselves with others. Our kids are going to compare themselves. They're in classrooms and, you know, it's just a natural thing that humans do is compare themselves to others. We're not going to be able to stop that. But what can we do about it? What can we do to still motivate our kids, to encourage our kids when they might be going through this very thing? Well, we realize that kids are perceptive, and the first thing that we do is we accept what they're saying. We acknowledge how they feel about the situation. It's very common that parents will try to dismiss or disregard like, oh, that can't be true, or oh, that's you're exaggerating. Rather than that, how about that we accept that this is what they've noticed, This is the reality that they're living in, and they're feeling inferior. When they say something like, I'm not as good as so-and-so at this or that, the first thing that I want you to know is that you can meet them where they're at, and you can say, oh, so this is really bothering you, isn't it? 
This is something that's been on your mind. I'm so glad you're talking to me about it. This is bugging you. Acknowledge where they're at. And I'm going to pause before I go to my other tips. Speaking of location of where they're at, Melanie asked this question from Norco, California. And you heard on the question that she said one of the part of the thing they feel inferior about is not knowing Spanish. Yes, that particular area has a lot of native speakers that speak Spanish. And on top of that, if your child goes to a dual immersion school, what that means is that they're learning two languages at the same time. There's going to be kids that learn at different paces. And this can feel very challenging for a child that maybe is a little slow, a little slower at picking up a new language than the other kids. So this might be happening with some other language wherever you are, but you understand what we mean by this. We understand that our kids are sometimes going to feel inferior. So the first tip that I just talked about in reviewing is meet your child where they're at. Don't try and talk them out of their own feelings about the situation, no matter what they're feeling inferior about. Rather than that, acknowledge it. Because they can come to a better understanding of how they learn, how they process information, and how they're going to ultimately succeed, even in the things that are taking time. It's much better that children understand that and feel comfortable talking to you about it rather than them kind of uh, accidentally being shut down on that and then the swirling thoughts in their mind start to happen. Instead, those swirling thoughts of doubt is the problem. The problem is not so much that it's taking them time and that they are seeing that other kids are um, at a different pace than they are. One of the big problems is how they're thinking about that. So if we can help them think a little bit differently, a little more healthy about that, then rather than constantly comparing, they're going to be able to notice that there's a difference in another child than them. And they're going to be able to think through that. And what you want them to do to have confidence is to be able to tell them, say to themselves, okay, that person's at a different pace than me, but I'm going to work at my pace. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to see what happens. Can they have that internal dialogue? Is it possible? It is. You know, very few kids are actually born with a growth mindset, but a growth mindset can be learned. And a growth mindset is what's necessary for a child, a child to walk away from the thoughts of comparing that will end in their self-esteem dipping and walk towards them only being uh, in competition, basically, if you will, against themselves and nobody else by saying, this is where I'm at and this is where I'd like to be. And I'm going to work towards getting there. They're going to need a growth mindset for that. There's so much information out there on how to help a child have a growth mindset. But the really simple explanation of that is that a child will think about uh, the fact that their learning is unlimited rather than a fixed mindset where they would believe that they can only achieve to a certain amount, that they can only do so much, and that they just, uh, it, be, it limits their ability to see the bigger picture. A fixed mindset versus a 
growth mindset is something that you can study, you can get more information at. Um, my affiliate partner that you've heard so much about, the Big Life Journal, has tons of tons of products to help your child have a growth mindset. It's basically their mission is to help kids of all ages have a growth mindset. And you could check that out by going to my website, thefocusmindset.com, clicking on the Big Life Journal. Or you can head over to my bit.ly link, which is bit.ly slash share big life. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash share, like my name, C-H-E-R, big life. Being my affiliate partner, it costs no different to you. You, you. you don't have to pay more, but because I shout them out like I just did, it will shoot me back a little commission if you buy from my affiliate link, which helps this uh, helps this program stay on the air. So if you are interested in building your child's growth mindset over the summer, I would encourage you to go ahead and grab one of their many, many products. They have games, they have books, just so much cool stuff. I use it all the time in my school counseling. I even use it with my coaching. Um, but I'll tell you what, a growth mindset has a lot to do with it. And our kids can learn that. It's not something that they're born with. If, they, if they're born with a negative attitude, they have to stick with that negative attitude. They can learn to look at things with an optimistic eye, with an eye of saying, I can accomplish anything. Now, you may have told them that a hundred times and you still see that because they're comparing themselves with others, they're listening to that voice more often than they're listening to the voice of I can do it. So in order to do in order to really help a child with that, you're going to need to maybe adjust how you encourage your child. I am guessing that you do already encourage your child. Of course, you try to be as encouraging as you possibly can. But I'm going to ask you to really step back and think about the way that you encourage your child. See, often we point out that they're successes and we point out the things that uh, they're smart at or the, the things that they're talented at. It seems very natural to do that. Many times we'll even find ourselves being like, oh, my child is so smart. Well, I'm going to offer that we need to do a little bit of tweaking with that. You know, smart is really not as important as work ethic for willingness to tr the willingness to try new things, the uh, ability to be able to keep going and not give up, the effort that a child puts in. So how about if we begin praising their effort, not their accomplishment? Praising effort, not accomplishment, takes practice by a parent. It's not just going to happen because, like I said, automatically we're going to say, oh, they're so smart, oh, they're so good at blank, blank, blank. But wouldn't it be great if your child had a different type of um, self-worth that came from the fact that they know that whether they achieve or they don't achieve, that their effort is praised and noticed, that their willingness to try is valued. Well, you can do that because when they come home and they've gotten a grade and you do see that they've achieved, you can say, oh, I am so proud of the effort that you put in to this project. It's amazing. You must be so proud of yourself for the willingness to keep going and do your very best on this. You can take a moment to notice even 
the smallest little jump. You see, then you're training them to notice the jump up when they level up in something. And when they level up in life and you notice, you're helping them to train their mind to also notice when they level up. Rather than noticing that the person next to them is leveling up more. These comparisons are just going to be in their face. And so why not say, oh, wow, can you believe that you went from an S minus to an S plus in this area? How did you do that? That is worthy of celebrating. You're just one little step away from an O. Now, in our grading scale, (laughs) in elementary school at our place, an S plus would be kind of like the C of your grades. Um, But you could take this into a letter grade as well. It could be saying, oh my gosh, you got a C in this. You, You were teetering at a D a while back, but now look at you got a C and look how close you are to a B. That's amazing. How did you do that? Right there, you switched up to... Uh, to highlight things in such a way where you are helping them have a growth mindset because then all of a sudden they notice and they might be surprised because they might think, oh, I thought they were going to tell me you could have done better and why didn't you get a B or an A or what went wrong here? Trust me, they've already done that in most cases when they look at a grade that they know does not meet the standards of their family. They've already kind of beat themselves up and they've wondered, oh man, what is my parent going to say? I wonder if you surprised them, what would happen? What would happen if you noticed the small changes that they're making? How could that help them to shape the type of mindset that helps them conquer this type of comparison that happens within them when they see another child thriving in a different type of way at a different level than they are? They will be able to tell themselves, well, you know what? The goal I'm trying to reach is fill in the blank and I'm almost there. And I've gotten to that point rather than comparison. See, they're going to begin to uh, compete against their own best record and try and match that and then level up and level up. You might even try using that very term because I do many time in counseling and coaching, especially. I'll be like, well, I wonder if you leveled up. What would that look like? And then we dream about it and we hope about it and we think about it. You see, The mind needs something positive to attach to that's capable of, that the mind's capable of of looking at things in any type of way. I mean, it can go to the negative in a heartbeat. Our mind is amazing and it will be uh, moving at 100 miles an hour in some direction, but you can help lead that in a direction towards confidence like you want your child to have by noticing the small things they do and then rephrasing your praise to be more specific about the effort and less about what they're quote unquote good at. Because what happens is, is you don't want them to have their worth in whether they're good at something or not, because they are not going to be good at everything in their life. And if you accidentally Help them be like, oh, they're so smart. Well, what happens if they're not smart in a subject? Then they begin to think, well, what's wrong with me if I'm not smart? I guess I'm not smart because I failed at whatever they failed at. But there's so many different types of intelligences in our children that they 
can thrive in one area and be struggling in another. But the things that they're thriving in is teaching them how they learn and how they grow and they can put that same effort into every other part of their life if they choose to. But if they shut down because they think, oh, I'm just not smart enough, they never get to that point. So I strongly encourage you to praise your child, yes, but stay away from just praising what they're doing and praise their work ethic, praise their willingness to try, praise their ability to keep going, praise the uh, the effort that it took for them to get where they're at in every step of the way. Praise the effort, not the accomplishment. And stay away from flattery. Kids can see it and they're like, oh yeah, of course my mom sees all the good in me, but they don't really know what I go through every day. They don't know how bad I actually am at whatever they feel they're bad at. So It's important that we as parents don't just like flatter and be like, oh, you're so wonderful and great and amazing. And it's just, just look at you. See, you're going overboard on the other side and it doesn't seem genuine. Your kids don't believe it. Kids are perceptive, like we talked about early. And they'll pick up on you trying to uh, make up for all of the negativity that they might get when they're not achieving at the level that they'd like to. You can't make up for that with a bunch of flattery. So we're going to keep it real. We're going to acknowledge that they feel how they feel. We're going to tighten up how we praise them and help them be proud of the effort. Are they successful often in an area that you forget to praise them about because you think, oh, well, you know, they got that. They don't really need praise in that area. Well, remember to do that if they are really great at being caring with their brother or their sister or the pet in your house or um, just kind. The attributes that they have can be brought to light. And this is another great way to combat when they're going to be going through their comparisons that they're still going to do from time to time. We're just trying to switch their mindset with it. They could say, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm struggling in that area, but you know, this is one thing I'm really good at. And I remember my mom told me about that. And I remember when my dad noticed that I fixed something. See, there, that little stuff that you notice, it also gets stored in their mind. And it helps their mind when sort out uh, that they are worthy, that they are enough, even when they're not accomplishing things at a fast level, or maybe they'll never completely accomplish. Now, when you're talking about a language, a different language, there's going to be a certain number of kids that they just never accomplish it. And they're never going to be able to compete when they're um, learning a second language and a child, their first language is something else. So in the area of language, especially, um, uh, but math can be like a foreign language to some kids. (laughs) Let's acknowledge that They might never be super duper strong at that, but you can help them to say, what's another area that you're achieving in? How are you doing that? And then they say, well, all I do is I sit down and I read about it and they start telling you the steps. Then you say, I wonder if you just did a little bit of that over here in this subject that isn't your favorite, what would happen? I wonder what growth might occur. Get their mind thinking about how they can use their skills 
in every single area of their life. I have seen this work. This is not a theory, folks. This is how the mind works and it will work for you as much as it works for every child that I've tried it with over the many, many years that I've been working with kids. So give it a shot. Start to reprogram the way that you're approaching your child's success and oftentimes that alone will help them battle the times when they're noticing that other kids are um, achieving at a different rate than they are. It might be that your child is um, a slow processor. You know, they have a slow processing speed. And remember that being slow at something is not related to achievement. Yes, we are timed and we have a certain amount of time that kids need to do things. And, you know, especially if they're in a sport, they need to learn to be able to put off the nerves and the game happens when it happens. They're not going to have all day long to process it. Okay, that's true. But guess what? Being slow does not mean that they can't achieve. They could take their time and come up with something absolutely amazing. So there are times when you need to give your kid the time that they need if they're just at a slow processing speed. Acknowledge that. Some kids have IEPs like my own daughter did for processing disorder. She would process things in such a different type of way, having ADHD and being dyslexic, that her processing itself would took, took a lot longer. And it's so important for a child not to attach the fact that it takes them longer to whether they can achieve or not. You know, a beautiful piece of art can take so long. The most amazing book that you've ever read. How long do you think it took that author to write it? How many different revisions do you think they did? What would have happened if they rushed through it? It wouldn't have been so amazing. So being slow and taking your time has its place. So if you see a child maybe that doesn't answer you right away, they take time to think. Be careful not to be like, oh, I need an answer right now. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this quickly. Because part of the reason why your child might not have learned the thing that they haven't learned yet that maybe some of their peers have, like even tying a shoe or things that have hand-eye coordination, Uh, maybe they haven't figured out how to communicate as well as other kids quite yet, they're capable, they might be slow at processing, slow down, slow down parents and give them that time. If they're thinking about what they're going to answer to you, try just silence. There's nothing wrong with silence. I have a a podcast episode I did a long time ago called Silence is Loud when I talked about a child that was a selective mute. And, you know, I'm telling you, you can learn a lot in the silence. Watch their body language. Watch their eyes. Watch if they're thinking. Are they ignoring or are they actually just thinking about what you said? And don't you want to know a little bit about what's going on in their head? If they feel forced just to come up with an answer, then you might never get to the bottom of all of that thinking that's going on inside of their brain. So you can slow down yourself and just give them time to answer if they're slow to answer you in that example of communication. But that could be in anything. You'd say, you know what, we're going to take some time and we're going to take some breaks in between because I see that this is the best way that you learn. 
they have plenty of time when they're on the clock, plenty of time when they might run out of, of time to do their work at school. And you can acknowledge that, yeah, that's going to happen now and then from time to time at school. You do kids, it's a skill to be able to work quicker, you know, so you really don't want to necessarily just always be like, well, that's it. My kid takes time. That's just the way it is because they can learn to move quicker and they're going to learn to move quicker fast, uh, a little faster if they're not then bogged down by negative self-talk and just feeling like giving up. So before we finish this episode, I want to address when a child is having Uh, a lot of negative self-talk that they've been hiding from you. How can you tell when that's happening? How might you know that your child is really struggling from negative self-talk? I'm going to give you four different ways that you can look at and notice because when you do, and if you notice your child is doing this a lot, you are going to want to perk up. You're going to want to know that, wait a minute, they're struggling with a mindset that uh, can really be damaging in their learning for years to come if they give up before they're trying. If they don't even try and they give up before they try, that's one sign. Another thing is if they have a lack of pride. If they kind of put their work aside or wrinkle it up or just, ugh, I don't care, I don't like it. Another thing is if they get defensive. If they get highly defensive when you try and tell them that something is good that they're doing, that might be a sign. And also if they avoid, if they avoid the thing that they used to love, take a special notice of that. Because there are times when kids have been allowing negative self-talk to roll around in their mind and they just haven't talked to you about it and you don't notice it until they say, I don't care anymore. If you notice that apathetic, I don't care anymore type of attitude, then what they might actually be saying is this is hard. It's too hard. And I just don't know what else to do. So I'm saying I don't care, but they do care. And when you hear these type of things, that's the time to take the tips that we've already talked about into account to really lean in, listen to them and be there at their level and see where they're at rather than um, putting on you where they're at. You decide that you're going to be in the moment with them and find out exactly what's been going through their mind. Huh. And we just got through covering a lot of information. We talked about meeting your child where they're at, when they're going through times where they're comparing, when they're going through times where they feel like they might not be living up to an expectation or not doing as good as their friend or their peer We talked about meeting them where they're at. And then we talked about reframing how you encourage them. You make sure you're encouraging effort, that you're encouraging the time and the energy and the uh, ability to keep going and all of the attributes that allow them to be successful more than the actual thing that they're good at. And through it all, there's some signs that you can look for, which we talked about for if they're really dealing with negative self-talk. Um, we focused in on the importance of having a growth mindset. And we talked about all of this so you can encourage your child, no matter what they're going through, no matter if they've gotten stuck in comparing themselves to others, whether they're achieving and getting 
the best grade ever or um, whether they are thriving with an activity or whether they're a little slower and they're struggling, you will know how to be there for them. And I just want to thank Melanie again for this incredible question. I want to hear more of them. This is a great way for us to communicate on this podcast, just to be able to answer what's on your mind. So remember, check out the show notes. I always leave helpful links. I always let you know where you can find me on social media. You can hit me up with a question on Instagram. That's fine. I, I do read my DMs personally. And uh, I know some people have managers and at some point I might do that. But for now, hey, reach out. It's share the focused mindset, C-H-E-R, the focused mindset. Um, I put out little TikToks as well for, on these same type of subjects about what I talk about on the podcast. And um, wherever you like to connect, let's do that. In fact, right now, I still have my Facebook group open of parents. Um, We all get together. We chat. It is Solution Focused Parents. I don't know. I'm thinking of rebranding that. But right now, you can find it at Solution Focused Parents. And we talk about parenting stuff. So anyway, it's time to get out there and make today amazing. I look forward to hearing from you. So until that time, keep in touch and take care.